0: kids love movies if you're a young person who can't see or can't see well audio description provides access to the visual images that sighted kids enjoy the benefits of audio description in education baby contest sponsored by ACB's audio description project and the described and captioned media program wants those kids to experience audio description and then tell us about it you have a chance to win prizes for yourself and your teacher just go to www.babycontest.org b a d i e contest.org
2: Hello, everyone, and we are so excited to welcome you to this event uh, this evening, the ACB scholarship application process made easy. Um, we're very, very excited, again, to be able to offer um, our scholarship program and to talk to you about it uh, with the deadline fast approaching And um, a lot of things happening, we know that there are probably a lot of you out there who maybe you haven't started your application yet. Maybe you're not sure if you want to apply, you're not sure if you should, or maybe you've started and you just haven't quite gotten back to that, or you're still waiting on that last piece of documentation. So our goals for tonight are really to, um, to talk to you a little bit about our program and uh, the types of scholarships we offer. We'll talk a little bit about the application itself and walk you through how that process works. Um, We'll talk about what happens after uh, you submit an application and it goes into the review process and and what you can expect as you're moving along with us through that process. Um, I'm joined this evening by some tremendous folks. Um, my name, By the way, my name is Rebecca Bridges, and I am the chair of the ACB Scholarship Committee, and it has been a delight to serve um, in this capacity. It's an honor and a privilege to be a part of this committee. I have a committee of amazingly talented and dedicated individuals who um, help me throughout the process, as well as some of the people I'm joined by tonight um, who serve in the national office and do amazing things and talking to all of you and helping all of you as you, um, submit your application. I actually started out as a scholarship winner. I always say that, um, one of my first experiences with ACB was, um, I applied for a scholarship in 2003, uh, for the Pittsburgh, uh, convention and, I uh, had the honor of receiving one, and uh, after that, ACB hasn't been able to get rid of me. So here I am all these years later, and it's really a delight uh, to be to be here tonight and to be a part of this great program. Um, tonight, uh, we have on the call, um, we have Nancy, um, Nancy Mark Specker from the office. Do we have anyone else? and Cindy, Cindy Hollis, who I'm sure all of you know and if you don't, you will. Um, <laughs> and I also have uh, Sheila Young, who is a member of the scholarship committee and um, has been around a lot of these community calls, um, and I'm sure I think there might be others of you out there as well, and if, if you're out there, thank you, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to raise
3: your hand and, um, and pop in. Um is there anybody else that you wanted brought up from the committee? Because there I noticed that there are some committee members. Let me look. So I, I will take a look here and see. Sharon has raised her hand.
2: Sharon, yay, welcome. I was looking.
3: Do you want her up as a panelist? Um if she'd like to be sure.
4: I got her, Cindy. Yay.
3: I know i I have to view the whole thing here.
4: Well, <laughs> poor Danette was just a little <laughs>
3: She's the only one that raised her hand. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Sheila, did I uh, did I let her talk? Did
3: I? No, you're fine. She's, you're she's good. She's a you're panelist good. now.
4: I'm, I moved. She went for that trip. You know that... You're just too fast. <laughs> well, I know I know you're nervous, and it's okay. <laughs>
2: I see some uh, previous winners on here too, which is very, very exciting. So if you, I will, I will maybe call on you in a few minutes. Um, I would, we'd love to hear from you as well. It's very exciting. I see all these names I recognize Um, and new ones too. So this is, this is really, really awesome. Um, If I could just take a minute to talk a little bit about the scholarships themselves and just give you a quick overview um, of what, you know, what we offer. So, ACB offers anywhere from 15 to 20 scholarships each year. Um, the value of the scholarships range from, you know, 2,500 to 7,500. Um, to be eligible for a scholarship, you must be legally blind. Um, you must have a, we really look for a GPA of 3.0 or higher. Uh, We also look for involvement in your school and or your community, and um, you need to either attend school full-time or we also have, uh, for select scholarships, um, you may, you know, you may be someone who is a non-traditional student or who works full-time and is going to school part-time. So, don't despair if that's you. Um, We have scholarships um, available for you as well. Um, each of the scholarships that we offer, um, you know, they, they have their own eligibility requirements, so they might, um, they range from, so for example, um, we have scholarships if you live in, you know, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, or Oregon, um, different states, there are scholarships that are available to you based on, uh, you know, where you are. We also have scholarships that are geared towards specific fields of study, uh, business, IT, music, social work, education, rehabilitation, uh, and so, you know, the types of scholarships that we vary, um, you know, th- th- that we offer varies. When you apply through our program, you, you only have to submit one application, but depending on your circumstances, you may be eligible for multiple scholarships, Um, What this doesn't mean is you're not going to receive multiple scholarships in the same year um, from the program. Um, But what that does mean is that when you, you know, because of the way our program works, so you're not applying for a specific scholarship. So you're not saying I'm going to apply for the Corey scholarship because I live in Pennsylvania or whatever, you know, whatever that may be. You apply one time. And depending on your eligibility requirements and how they align with what our scholarships, what each scholarship's unique eligibility requirements are, you have opportunities to be considered multiple times. Um, so that, you know, that's one really nice thing about our program is you may not be eligible for one, but, you know, you might be put into a pool for another, uh, for consideration. So that's, that's one nice thing. You don't have to, it doesn't really, you don't have to apply for one specific scholarship. You put your name into a big pool and then you get divided up based on, and you know, for, and considered based upon your, um, individuals, you know, your unique circumstances. Um, Our application process is all online now, which is really, really exciting. Um, Nancy and her team in Minneapolis have worked incredibly hard over the last couple of years to move to an online process. And this includes when you're applying for a scholarship, you submit everything online. um, And also for our committee members who are reviewing applications, all of that is done online, which is great. So you know, back in the day, we used to have to like scan all kinds of papers. And I mean, you all know what that's like. So, you know, and they would, the office would, you know, mail all kinds of stuff. It was, you know, there was a lot going on. So we're really, really excited to be able to do this from anywhere. Um, it's, um, it's really kind of, you know, it's really streamlined things. Um, at least I, I believe it has at least a little bit for Minneapolis. Uh, the people in Minneapolis work very, very hard, um, to administer this program and to help all of you be a part of it and to help the committee members um, as we're going through the application process. So it's really, it's, I mean, they're, they're awesome. And, and we've, we've worked really hard to build an online application process that is very um, easy to use. Um, and that of course is accessible. That's a, obviously an important thing and, and it should be obvious, but you know, we all know what that's like as well, you know, experiencing things that are challenging for us to use as people who are visually impaired. So we're really, really excited about our online application process. And we hope that you are as well. We hope it makes it easy for you. The great thing about it too, is that because everything, you have the ability to save your work as you move through the application. So, um, You know, that's if you have to step away or, you know, go do something else and come back, or you see a question on the application that you're just not sure of, or you're not sure how to answer, or maybe you just want to take a tour through the application and think about how you want to answer, you can save the data that you've put already in there and come back to it and it will, it will be there. Um, So that, that is one exciting, uh, that's one really handy thing about the way the process works now. Before um, I talk about the application itself um, and then the steps involved with that, I want to just take a moment to pause and see, one, if any of our um, any of our panelists have anything else to say about the eligibility requirements or anything I may have missed, and then, two, if anyone has any questions.
5: I do have one thing, Rebecca, if I may, Sharon. Um, I'm wondering if you could explain to people... What is considered full-time? Because um, I know that's been a, a conundrum for a while. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're classy. I see, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon, yeah. you're killing me. Oh, I um, know. I'm sorry to do it, but but I know that this is going to come up for people. Oh, and it, oh,
2: it does every year.
5: And I'm, I know. I'm
2: looking, for my, um, looking for my cheat sheet. And that is the one, I think, question I didn't write uh, down an answer to that's well, right in front of me.
5: I, what I remember from previously was at least 12 credits. Yes. Right. That's and, what, and I don't yes. know if that's been revised, but.
2: But different, the other thing is different universities, it depends on the credit system you're using. So, for example, okay. if you, if each class you're taking, you know, like back in at my university, every, for every credit that you know, other universities got, it was like 0.25 for us. So what's 12 for you might be four for me or something like that. So there are some some exceptions, but generally, yes, I believe 12 is considered, is considered full-time. And then to be eligible for the scholarships that we have for part-time students, we're looking to make sure that you also are working full-time, which is 32 or more hours per week um, in addition to going to school. So, so
6: thank you. That's excellent.
0: Brianne has her hand raised.
6: Okay, go ahead. Hi there. My name is Brianna and I am applying for the scholarship. And excellent. I am a PhD candidate at Cornell University. I'm studying plant diseases. And I guess I was wondering um, out of the scholarships, how many of those would apply to me since I'm, um, not only a graduate student, but working in STEM. Mm-hmm. Well, we do,
2: we have a number of them. I can't tell you like right off hand, uh, but we definitely have some that, you know, that you would be eligible for. And generally, I mean, there are generally a number of, again, as I mentioned before, when, when you apply, you become, you know, you're thrown into consideration for multiple scholarships. And so the process just works out that let's say, okay, Maybe this one. You know, we have a few different people that are eligible for multiple scholarships. Everybody goes through the process and gets scored. And so, if you don't get one, you have opportunities for another. So, there are. I can think of a few offhand that um, that you would be eligible for. So,
7: Brianne, if you mm-hmm. if you if you go to ACP's website and you look under the scholarship tab or, or programs tab and under scholarship, there's a list of all our scholarships that we have. Mm-hmm zoom
0: user you can mute now you can
8: unmute now you can speak um hi my name is rachel i'm from michigan and um our graduate college is only like full-time is six credits would that still make me eligible because that's the full credit because i'm a graduate student
7: i believe so Uh, nancy do you 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 are correct when you're a graduate student you're considered full-time with less credits so yes, you Okay. Because mm-hmm. you guys just talked I about think the 12. So I wanted yeah, to make it's oh, either, yeah, that's undergrad. Yeah, it's either I six think. or nine. I think it is six though. It's six.
2: I think generally though, if the university considers it to be full-time, okay. then there's not a lot of dispute there, like from, from that perspective. I think it okay. we align, we align with that. The other thing I'll I'll mention too. Um, per Brianna's question and Nancy's response to, like, that, you can review the scholarships. Even if you look at those and you're like, oh, I, I don't know, because we do have some that don't have, like, we have some that have very specific eligibility requirements, and then we have others that do not, right, that are just, that we can, that, you know, you don't have to be a certain major or a certain, you know, so there there are definitely opportunities if you see if you see something that, you know, you look at that and you say, I don't really know if I see myself there. We do have some scholarships that have, that don't have, you know, some of our, the, you know, the funding for that is allocated for very specific things and others there are, you know, the committee has some, some leeway there. So, you know, I, you know, it's important to know what we have, but not to be too worried about it. Any other questions about eligibility um, before we go through the, application itself.
0: Genia, you can just a Gania, you can speak now. Hello. Hello.
5: Yeah, good evening everyone. My name is Gania. I don't know if I am eligible because I have I, take, I have nine credits and in the same time I am students at School for Blind at Ostin at Austin, CCRC. CCRC Austin. Okay.
2: Um Please. is that um, I mean is it nine in a are you in are you in college or
5: yes I am in college I'm in the Austin Community College in the same time I just with this pandemic I'm staying home because I'm but before I am student at CCRC too like school for children training for blind school for blind Okay. okay okay thank you thank you
2: yeah, I mean if if you have specific questions in terms of like your unique situation, um, you know, I would definitely encourage you to you know, you can also on the um, when you go to ACB.org and you click on ACB Scholarship Program, um, mm-hmm. there's information about our program and then there's a phone number um, for the Minneapolis office um, and you can reach them during business hours Monday through Friday. Um, and, you know, talk a little, you know, they can answer some, I I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to go through everyone's like specific unique situations, you know, here, but, you know, I would encourage if you have questions, um, to start there, um, you know, about your unique situation. Thank you. Thank you.
0: No more hands are raised. Okay.
2: All right. Um, as I mentioned, um, we, all of the, the application process is online. Um, again, when you log on to acb.org, you click on ACB scholarship program and then you can follow the link and instructions to, you can either do one of two things. You can log in. So if you've created an account with us in the past and you've, um, if you're one of our you know previous applicants from a, from a prior year and you have an account with us, you can log in. Um, if you don't remember your password, you can reset it. Um, if you are new and have never, uh, created an application with us online, um, you would create an account. So you just enter your email and other information that it needs, create a password and you have an account. Once you do that, it's important that you take that step because once you do that, you'll get access to the application and you can save your data in there as you go. Um, and so that's, um, that's particularly helpful. Um, in addition to once you com- in addition to completing the applica- the form that we have, so we have a form which I'll talk about in a minute with a few different sections in it, um, we will need some documentation um, as part of your submission um, when you, you know when you submit your application. So you'll want to have, have that handy or have in mind who you're going to get it from. Um, one would be a certification of legal blindness from an optometrist, ophthalmologist, someone like that. Um, you need a transcript from the school you're currently attending. Um, you also need two letters of recommendation. Uh, so from two different individuals. So this may be, you know, an instructor, um, you know, teacher, etc. Um, and if you are transferring or starting at a new university, um, or let's say you're coming out of high school, you'll need, um, proof of acceptance, if it's available, um, you know, you'll need to provide that. If you don't have it, that's something I believe you can follow up with after, right, Uh, Nancy? Is that correct?
7: That is correct. What we're we're noticing is happening is the schools are coming out with their letter of acceptance later on. So, if you don't have it, if you are awarded a scholarship, we will require that before we can move forward. Right.
2: Okay. So, if you don't have it, that's not necessarily required to submit your application, but that is something we would request from you if your circumstances um, ne- you know, make that necessary um, before we uh, move forward in- with the award, um, should you be um, eligible. Um, the deadline to submit is February 15th at eleven. 11- 59 Central Time. That's 11:59 PM Central Time. Um, so that would be February 15th. I'm looking at my calendar. Looks like that is a Monday. So Monday evening. Uh, make sure you've got all your stuff in. And you know, if you're like me, maybe you're doing it at the last minute, or maybe you've already planned ahead and you're gonna put it on your calendar to do it a week in advance. And I applaud you
0: um, if if that's you. Um excuse me, Rebecca, are you taking questions ahead. now or do you want to wait? Yeah, I'll um yes, I can take one. Eric sure. has a question. Oh, just a sec. Eric, you can you can speak ask your question.
1: Hey,
9: um yeah, it was about one of the documents. Sure. Um the um proof of Oops. Oops. Uh oh, did I just lose him? him?
3: You, you, you muted him. Oh no. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> you need to Sorry, unmute Eric. again, Eric. <laughs> just- <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Hang on, Eric. Eric, you, you've got, you should have a note. There you go.
9: Hey, can you hear me yeah. again? There we go. Sorry we got that. you now. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. Um, the um, proof of acceptance says it must be a Word document. Is that true? Because I have a PDF version, but I don't know how i get a Word document of that letter. Uh,
2: I don't know why that would have to be a Word document.
7: Is that what is that what it says in the application, Nancy? Yes, yeah, yeah, it seems does. Weird. Ooh, it okay. does just because if it's not readable, then the um, uh, committee will not be able to read it. So if it's a PDF, if you can convert it to a Word and then um, mm-hmm. submit the Word document. Oh, okay. And and the reason we're asking for it, it to be converted is if we have over 200 applications and everyone's sending in four or five PDFs at, at a time, that is an astronomical amount of uh, of documents <laughs> that need to be converted.
0: Oh, Okay. Tom, you can ask your question. You've been asked to unmute, I think.
2: Did you say it was Tom? Yeah, Yeah. he's
3: unmuted. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Tom, you're unmuted. We're not hearing him. Did you have a question, Tom? Your microphone might be muted, so you might check that, Tom. Okay, he's muted again, so yeah, go on.
2: Um. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. You have another raised thing. hand. Okay. Miguel,
0: just a 2nd get to you. Just a sec. Okay. Miguel, you can ask your question. You've been asked to unmute.
8: Hey, okay. So, my question is so,
9: um, I know I, I've applied for different scholarships at a time. So, can we use um, our vocab rehabilitation
6: counselors as proof of? For blindness.
2: I um I believe can is that let me look at see what it says. I can does that apply? Hold on. I don't have it in front of me.
5: My recollection is that that, that is not accept, acceptable, mm-hmm. that it's gotta yeah. be a medical documentation.
2: Oh no, it says ophthalmologist, optometrist, or physician. Yes. Yeah. So it would not be a rehab counselor.
5: No. They can be they can be a reference for you. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. But not not a documenter of your eye condition
10: okay thank you yeah right.
2: and that, that have makes another sense. question okay one one i'll take one more and then we'll go into the application and then we can take some more
3: <sighs> joshua go ahead joshua just a second. i got oh, it i, I okay. got
0: it sorry
9: hello can you all hear me
3: we
2: can
9: all right. So um, I've been filling out the application and um, there are a decent amount of prompts, but I've realized that they don't have a word count. Um, is the prompt about um, name a time that you've advocated for yourself the only prompt that's an actual essay prompt?
2: Um, no, they're all they're all a little bit. I mean, there's some like describe, uh, you know, some barriers and challenges that you've encountered. Um you know, describe a time we've had to advocate for yourself. Talk about your volunteer, you know, your volunteerism and extracurriculars. Um, all of those, and I wouldn't call them essays. Um, we attempted to to streamline the application a little bit, um, and I guess I guess I can get into to the application a little bit um, now with the hopes of answering your question. So no, there aren't there. I'm not aware that there are word counts per se within um, within the um, the application itself what I would encourage you to do though is put your responses in a separate document for each of the questions so maybe go through those sort of open-ended questions document your responses maybe in word uh, run a spell check on it and then you can paste them into the appropriate fields Um, for two reasons I think one, just to give yourself some time and space to think about how you want to respond to those. I mean, that's our first opportunity to get to know you is through that application process. Um, and secondly, you know, you want to put your best foot forward. So, for obvious reasons, you know, making sure that you you spell check and you are using proper, you know, grammar and punctuation things like that. Um, that's also also a good thing. But there are a few sections in the application where we do ask for some narrative, um, some written responses uh, other than just yes, no's and etc. Um, and we'll, we can talk a little bit about
5: those. Um,
2: the, the application itself has, um, a number of different sections. Um, so the first is, you know, your name, your contact information, some demographic info, um, then you're going to provide and will be asked the next section it talks about, you know, asks for information about your visual acuity, visual status, any, um, you know, mobility aids or adaptive equipment you use. Um, the third section, we um, are asking for information about your education. So what is your, are you a high school? Uh, are you, you know, what college or university are you attending, your GPA, your field of study, your anticipated when you expect to get your degree, et cetera. Um, if you're just, you know, if you're in high school or want to know your first, second choice of university, etc. Uh, et cetera. Um, the next, um, section we ask about ACB involvement, um, and a little bit about volunteerism, um, to be in, you do not have to be, um, a, a member of ACB to receive a scholarship, although, you know, we, we like it when you are, um, you know, from a, we like to know if you are as well. So we do ask the question, uh, whether or not you are a member, we ask, you know, how you, how you heard about the application, the scholarship program, etc. Um, then we kind of move into the more narrative, um, uh, questions that deal with, um, your volunteer experience, your work or internship experiences. Um, We talk about, you know, we ask you about any advocacy efforts. I mean, ACB, if you know anything about us, we are a grassroots membership organization. Um, Advocacy is something that is important to us. And as people with disabilities, it's an important skill to have. So we do, you know, we do ask about that. Um, And then we also are interested in any barriers or challenges to your educational pursuits. Maybe you um, are, you know, you've recently lost your eyesight. Maybe you are a first-generation college student. Maybe you have underlying other health conditions that have made it difficult for you to you know, pursue um, your educational goals, you know, etc. So, we, we want to know a little bit about you and kind of where you where you come from and what kinds of what motivates you, what kind of activities you're interested in, how you contribute to your community. Um, We have a, um, there are, and all of these questions that are in the application, they align to very specific um, scoring criteria that our committee uses as we review applications. So we're looking for your academic achievement we're looking at extracurricular involvement, so anything you do within, you know, outside of school, uh, volunteer activities, um, etc. Uh, the the barriers and challenges to educational pursuits. I mean, that's that's important as well um, to know. And as um, we also look at advocacy, because as I mentioned before, we are a grassroots organization, um, and we advocacy is something that that is important. So those are sort of the big areas that we're looking for. And so, these questions aren't designed to, you know, to intimidate or to, you know, weed people out. They're designed for us to get to know you, and they do align to um, specific uh, criteria that the committee uses as we're reviewing applications. Um, Again, the applications are due um, at essentially midnight um, central time um, on the I get well 11:59. So if you send it at midnight then that's you know you've you've missed it by a minute. Uh because then it would be February 16th. Um but and then um so once once the applications are received um we the then the work of the the committee starts. And again, I have I am so you know privileged to work with amazing people like Sharon and Sheila and and many others who, who support this program and take the time to, we review every, every application. Um, everyone is, we have, our committee is divided up into subcommittees, um, who we've kind of grouped scholarships, uh, different scholarships into these subgroups, into these subcommittees. And we then go through all the applications and we go through a scoring process. Once all the applications are reviewed, uh, we conduct individual interviews. So probably around, um, you know, end of March or so, um, you know, you may be contacted, um, to, to schedule, you know, with a request for an individual interview. And these are typically a half an hour or so. Um, and in these interviews, um, you know, so if you get an email from someone who tells you they're a member of the ACB scholarship committee, uh, do respond. Um, if they call you, answer your phone um, <laughs> or call them back. Um, and um, these interviews, again, are just designed to allow us to um, get to know you a little bit more, uh, to answer any questions you may have about ACB and about our scholarship program. You know, one of the cornerstones of, of the program is the opportunity to attend our. Um, annual conference and convention each year. Um, Typically, we fly our winners um, out to our convention. All of that is, you know, your airfare, your hotel, your per diem for meals. All of that is is covered um, if you were to be selected for a scholarship. Um, This year, we are having a virtual conference and convention, uh, which we also did last year. So you would still be a part of our um you know those activities um and there there is an expectation that as a as a winner whether you would be traveling in person which no one is this year or um attending virtually there is there is an expectation that you do uh, that you are able to participate in in some of the conventions so with um so that's Um, so again, the interviews are a chance for us to talk with you and get to know you and answer any questions you have about the program or about ACB or, and talk to you a little bit about the exciting things that are happening at the convention, because let me tell you, it's an amazing experience. Whether you, um, are someone who, you know, maybe you haven't really been around a lot of blind or visually impaired people. It's incredible. Um, just the amount of accomplished people, there are, you know, people from all walks of life and careers and life experiences, um, you know, come together and there's amazing programming and there's so much to learn. Um, lots of awesome networking. It's a great time. Um, I'm sorry we won't be able to be in person this year, but we will be, um, you know, you'll be joining us um, virtually, you know. Mom does so, have a question. Yeah. Um, just a second. So, yeah. So I will, I will take questions now. Um, okay. Sorry. And, and then once we do that, I would love to hear if there are any um, former winners that we have on here. I would love for you to raise your hand and if you have anything you want to share about your experience um, or what you've been up to since you won a scholarship, we would love to hear from you as well.
0: Tom, you can ask your question.
10: Okay. So for the letters of recommendation, Um, how would I submit those? Like, would it be through an online portal or... Yeah. Because I'm assuming I wouldn't be the one submitting them. It would be the people writing the letters of recommendation themselves, submitting them somewhere. But I don't know how to instruct them. Let's see.
2: So, um, (laughs) what you can do, if you would like, I think that, um, the way that the application looks, um, it looks like if you're not... If the person isn't going to, to provide them to you to send, then what I would recommend you do, so you, you technically could do that in the application, but what, what you might do is um, there's an email, so once you get to that part of the application, there's an email address you can send, have your, whoever's writing those letters can send them to, but obviously if you do that, you're, it's your responsibility to follow up with those individuals and provide them with the email address. Um, and Nancy, I don't know if, I know, I don't know if we want to provide specific things here or how we want to to do that.
7: So if, if the person who's doing the letter of recommendation is, um, would like, would, if it would be more comfortable, they can actually convert it to a Word document. They can provide it to you and then you can actually submit it in the application. If they want to CC Nancy Fila at her office, then she can just do a verification to make sure that they're both the same. And that that way you would be able to submit it with your application. You know what's in there. And then um, you don't have to worry about something not getting to our office.
9: Okay. Mitchell has a question. Hi. Can, um, yeah. So um, I have a quick question uh, just for clarification's sake. Um, for the uh, advocacy um, efforts versus um, describe a time where you advocated. I'm assuming the advocacy efforts is referring to um, when things are orga- uh, just organized if that makes sense, like with, um, with like, say the ACB or a group, or I'm just trying to make sure I'm putting things in the right place. Cause there are multiple times where I guess you could say I've advocated, but I'm not sure like which places to put them.
4: So Rebecca, I'll, I'll uh, go ahead Should chime I? in here. Yeah. Please. Um, you know, advocacy means that you're out there promoting life for the blind and visually impaired or the disabled community or you're just trying to make a difference and it doesn't matter how little or how big okay. but it, you know it's just your effort to improve your life with whatever you have personally going on so let's say you're in school and you have documents you can't access and you're trying to um get the powers that be to understand that, you know, these documents aren't accessible, so I need help. I need this improved or that's advocacy. So it can Uh be as simple as that, or it can be as major as going to DC and talking to the powers that be. So, Uh you know, there's so many different varieties that as long as you're doing something to help yourself, that's what we're looking for. Okay. Hi, Thank you. Hi, I this, say,
5: this, to... is, this is Sharon. I just wanted to add that, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to know where to put things in the questions and mm-hmm. I, I, I would say do your best and not worry about it too much. Yep. What's important is that we get a snapshot of you, yep. you know?
9: Alrighty. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Sure. Thank
2: you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've attempted to make it a little bit. So we, You know, we've attempted to make it a little bit easier by asking, you know, some specific and more direct questions while also leaving you the opportunity to, you know, a little bit of leeway to to interpret. Um, But yeah, I mean, don't, I wouldn't worry too much about where you put it. So, for example, the advocacy question that you might be referring to, um, you know, describe any advocacy efforts you have participated in, including disability advocacy, social causes at the local state national level. Now it doesn't have to be those specific things. It could be something else, you know, include your, yeah. I mean, include your contributions and specific, you know, and demonstrated outcomes for these experiences. So it doesn't, you don't have to be like, I led the whole thing, you know, how, how did your involvement, you know, in what ways did it matter? In what ways do you feel like it shaped, you know, it shaped that and, and what was that experience like? So, you know, and then there, I think there's in the barriers and challenges section, I think there was one about self advocacy, maybe. Um, so like, you know, maybe you had to advocate for yourself when you weren't given, you know, accessible instructional materials or you needed to sit closer in the classroom or who knows what it is. Right. So yeah. those are the kinds of things we're looking for.
0: Kevin can ask his question now.
11: Hi, this is uh, Kevin Cohen. Um, you could hear me right yes hi kevin okay great um yeah just a quick question uh i know you mentioned that the recommendations should be pdfs i mean sorry word documents as opposed to pdfs um do you prefer all of the documents to be word also
2: um ideally i think yes although i don't know i mean i think ideally yes because we do have um you know blind people reading them and sometimes pdfs are difficult <laughs>
11: Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense because I, there's one document that I have the, the confirmation of legal blindness, from my optometrist mm-hmm. uh, and that document, yeah. I mean, I could try to turn it into a word document, but it's scanned yeah. mm-hmm. um, from there. And so,
7: yeah. So what I would say, what I would say with that one, that one would be the exception because we just yeah. verify that you meet the criteria.
12: Mm-hmm.
11: Okay. Um, yeah. And then one last question where it asks about um how you heard about the scholarship. Um uh, and I actually uh won the one one scholarship last year. Um Yay. I, <laughs> I recognize
7: I, your name, yeah. Congrats. Yeah.
11: Um do I just list that or just how I found out about ACB originally?
0: It does I mean
11: does it matter? It doesn't matter.
0: I don't think it matters.
11: <laughs> okay. No. Okay. All right.
0: Brianne, you. you can ask your question. Thanks, Kevin.
6: Hi there. I, I just had one more question and um, I guess it pertains to the question on the application that says to describe any advocacy efforts you've mm-hmm. participated in, you know, at the local, state or national level. Mm-hmm. And um, I've participated in quite a few things. So would it be okay to kind of create a, a list and then just make sure that I'm providing um, a description of the outcomes of each of those yeah. ex- experiences.
2: I mean, I think so. And again, this doesn't have to be like an exhaustive laundry list of every, every, everything, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously you want to put in, you know, put in the things you think are are most critical. Um, maybe you say I did I was in all these things and these are the few that stand out, or maybe you want to list all of them. It's really It's really up to you. I don't know, Sheila or Sharon, if you have any other thoughts.
5: Yes. um, Sometimes we have had four- and five-page resumes from people, and (laughs) that gets a lot to read. Um, So I'm absolutely fine with a a list, and especially things that you feel proud about having accomplished or being a part of, because that shows your passion, right? Okay.
2: And again, we're not looking for did she do two or did she do 10? Right. That's like, right. I think that's that's less important than what was it? And how how did you how did that how did your involvement um you know shape that experience and what was that like for you? I think that you know, we're not saying, Oh my gosh, you know, there were 20 things on here or you know, someone who's in you know, someone coming out of high school is gonna have a different response than someone who you know such as yourself or others who may be you know doctoral students or or farther or non-traditional students or even somebody in in grad school right so or you know later in their undergrad so the responses are going to vary wildly and it's really whatever you think is most important what do you think the committee really should know about you um that's what you should include there
5: And and if you've been a scholarship winner before um and have gotten active in ACB as a result, maybe as in the student division or whatever, that's really important to put in.
4: Yes, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) and I would also say that, you know, we, as part of the evaluation of what we're reading, we do look at the ages. And, you know, the younger applicants aren't um, as hardly... Examined, I guess, is the word.
2: It's a different scale. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different scale. So, you know,
4: we don't expect as much out of a high school graduate as we do out of a PhD student. So, that's right. And,
5: Rachel, don't, pardon me. Sorry. uh, And, and don't, you know, if you're, if this is, say, the third time that you are applying for a scholarship, um, don't just repeat. Stuff from three years ago. (laughs) I've seen that happen a few times. (laughs) You know, and that's that's not that's not good. We want to see that you've had some progress and that your education has meant something and that you are that you're growing. Mm
0: -hmm. Rachel, you can ask your question.
8: Um, I just had a a clarification about the um the certification that you are legally blind. Mm -hmm. I don't have that because I am completely blind. All I have is an eye report on file. I don't have a um, like a certificate that says I'm legally blind.
2: Well, I think anything that would show your visual status or lack thereof, right? Was that Nancy? Is that correct? Yeah. Like an eye report? You, your eye report would be perfect.
8: Yep. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because nobody had asked that question. <laughs> so. No, I mean that's all I would have had uh, when I was
2: doing it. I didn't have any like fancy.
8: <laughs> you're blind but i'm in the i'm in the vrt yeah. world so there is yeah. a difference between sure. the certification of legal yeah. blindness and then an eye report so
2: no and that's a good point and maybe that's something that we should examine in terms of the language we use so that's that's a really good
0: point thank you rachel Tom, um, you can ask a question yeah sorry
10: i have to ask another one you're but, okay. um, so for the extracurricular section, I know it says within the last two years, but because of the pandemic, my opportunities for extracurricular growth have been severely limited. Um, so am I allowed yeah. to go back? Like, I'm a senior, for instance. Am I allowed to go back to my sophomore year extracurriculars? Or is um. Yes, I don't anymore?
2: think we're gonna like DQ you over the pandemic. Okay, I, th- I think <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. That you're not alone um, there. Um, and I, Sheila and Sharon, I think you would agree. I don't think we're going to go out. He, he went back three, (laughs) especially not this year. No. Okay.
10: That's good. I think the, the
2: idea behind it, I mean, the intent behind it is, are they active? Have they been active recently? Do they have an interest in that area? Right. So the idea is just to be intentional about understanding, like, was this something you did like, you know, eight years ago, or is this something, you know? More recent than that. I think that's really the intent behind the question.
10: Okay, thank you for clarifying. you um, And then about, I forget the other section. Um, oh, God, what was it? The advocacy one. Um, or actually for all of them. Um, are you expecting more of like a narrative, like multi-paragraph essay thing for those prompts for the volunteer internship work and um, advocacy? Or are you just expecting like lists? Or does, does it depend?
2: I think we've seen both. Um, I think it's always nice to see some level of narrative um you know, just to s- you know see how you're putting you know your thoughts together and that there's some explanation behind things. sometimes if you just list all these activities it it kind of doesn't mean a whole lot, right.
4: But yeah, we're yes. we want for, substance,
2: yeah. substance, yeah.
4: not just a list.
2: Yeah, I think okay. I think we're we're looking for you know demonstrated outcomes, impact, what you're passionate about, why you chose it, you know those kinds of things, and that that would be hard to put in a list. Yeah.
10: Yes. Um, and finally, sorry. You,
5: you sorry. want to show your personality a little bit, mm-hmm. um, because you know, like anybody reading a lot of applications. Uh, it's amazing what stands out to you. And you can have two people with very similar experience, and the way they present themselves in writing can be very important. Yeah. And equally, some people are not so good in writing and may shine in the interview. So mm-hmm. that's why we have a combination of the written application and the interview, um, yeah. because we realize that that people have different strengths. Yeah. yeah.
10: Okay. Sorry, Um, one brief final question. Um, So for the advocacy section, I know that there's been talk earlier about how the advocacy section and then the advocacy essay prompt are similar, but like say the biggest advocacy thing I've done is listed in the advocacy section near the internship. You know what I'm talking about, right? And then yeah. you mention it again in the next section of the application. I think these are, they're the different enough. The
2: questions are different enough. So, I mean, cause when I'm looking at the application, we see, so right below the volunteer question, there's the advocacy question, describe any advocacy efforts you participated in and demonstrated outcomes, et cetera. Um, then you have your internship and community experience, what you learned. Then we go to the next section, the barriers and challenges section, Recent barriers, and then the next one is describe a time when you had to advocate um, for yourself. What was the specific experience, issue you were facing? What was the outcome, and what did you learn from the experience? Those are those are different questions.
10: So, so that prompt is f- more based on like self advocacy, basically. Yeah. Yes.
2: So the first Thank one you. is more overall. The next one is self advocacy, which is very different um, than the other. So, I think they're different enough that you wouldn't want to be like, see above. <laughs> you definitely want to, right. um, you know, think of this as, uh, you know, like when you're when you're interviewing, you want to put your best foot forward. You want to show, as Sharon mentioned, you want to show a little bit, you know, show us who you are. Do your best to demonstrate that through your writing. It's not always easy. It's not an easy thing to do. And that's why I always, always say too that, you know, go through the application once. Put some Put some data in there to save your work and then you know, write your responses outside of the application and then come back and put them in when you're happy with them because that'll <clears> give you time to really think it over and be thoughtful or you know, share them with a friend or you know, uh, you know, talk to you, you know, people you live with, you know, whatever it is, that to get some feedback uh, before you put it in. Um, you have an opportunity to do that the way the application is structured um, so it's you know that that should
4: be helpful to you. I hope. And Rebecca, Rebecca, you 10 say minutes. don't 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 overthink it. Yes. You know right. if you're yeah. if you're applying, don't overthink it. Just be natural, be yourself, because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for right. the reality, and we don't yes. know you, so don't overthink it. Don't try to make it perfect because you're not.
5: I think we're running short on time. Yeah, did you say Danette, right? Yes. Ten minutes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I
2: thought
12: we were a little. I thought we were a little longer than this.
2: I thought Sorry. we had. Um, I thought we had longer than that. Did we not?
4: I, I think it's ten longer. Hour, I thought it, it was sure. till nine. Oh, I don't know, dear. It you could certainly
3: as long as uh, Darrow yeah. is willing, we can certainly <clears throat> go longer.
4: Okay, I'm long. So sure I can do it, Cindy. Yep.
3: Okay.
2: okay. Yep. Well, we, we won't go too, too long. Um, are there any other questions? Because I do want to leave some time to make sure we hear from um, some of our former winners. Cause I see a few of you in here. Um, so are there any other, um, any other questions?
0: Hands no, please. no more hands are raised. No.
2: Okay. Um, are there, I guess before I ask for any other, for the members to or the former winners to say something, uh, Nancy or Sheila or Sharon, is there anything that I missed that you feel or anything else that you feel like we should, you know, that would be important to share?
4: Actually, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I think that you have done an awesome job. So. Mm-hmm. Well, so have all of you. Huh? You guys
2: make my life easier. So you're awesome. Nancy, anything?
7: No, I think they have asked the appropriate questions and you have given them um, a lot of feedback. Like I said, like you said, Rebecca, if anybody has any questions, you can call our office in Minneapolis. And when you call, there are two Nancys in our office. So um, <laughs> just know that we both sound alike and we both are Nancys, so they um, both have those Minnesota
2: home. accents. Yes, we do. <laughs> 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 okay. So I don't want to put any pressure on anyone. Um, but if you are a former winner and you would like to say a few words to us, um, you know, about, you know, the process or what you're up to or what the scholarship is meant or whatever, you um, I wanna I wanna leave a little time for you. So please raise your hands if you'd like to speak. Mitchell, you can uh, just
3: uh, a <laughs> we'll get there. Uh oh. Uh-oh. 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 No, no. Mitchell, go ahead and talk.
9: <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, I think this is working now. There we yep, go. Yep, we got you, Mitchell. Hi again. Um- Hi Mitchell. So yeah, this it's been an amazing. Um, I won I won a, scholar, a Kelly Canada scholarship uh, two years ago, and ever since then, I the ACP has been it's been great. Um, the convention was great, um, and just working with uh, just throughout ACB has been a very eye opening <laughs> experience. Pardon the pun, but <laughs> it's just I think, and I've learned and through this with talking to a lot of people and like just the fact that networking networking is key in these types of things and i really think that like even just in general just networking with any other people who have similar interests or like have similar uh just are similar and like and blind. like if you're blind and you're an with someone who's blind they might be they'll be able to give you advice on things and when it comes to like certain things that you don't understand is coming towards you that i didn't when i was (laughs) called a high school student like it's really helped a lot it's just been awesome
0: yeah wonderful victor you've been asked to unmute thank you mitchell
1: hello hi I i'm a winner from this past year and uh i just wanted to say that it's been, it was a really interesting experience uh, going to a virtual convention for the first time. And I, I really enjoyed it. It was, there was a lot of information, a lot of sessions that were really um, valuable, lots of uh, good information that I really enjoyed listening to and being a part of. Um, I think um, just so that scholarship winners are are aware, I think um, you'll be recording, unless if it's the same process as last year, you'll record a, a little tidbit of uh, information where you're talking about yourself that has played a general session so that everybody across the world that's listening on ACB radio can hear it <laughs> so that's really exciting mm-hmm. and um yeah also the scholarship money goes directly to you so um it doesn't go to your university or it's not touchable by your vr agency or anything like that i just want i don't didn't hear that being mentioned so um fortunately with uh, so you know, you make your decision as to where you allocate it. And for me, I, I got an embosser with it, so it's not something I would have gotten otherwise. And I'm really excited to have it. So thank you.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you for joining
12: us tonight. I appreciate it and for speaking up.
0: Thanks. Sasha, you can ask your question.
12: Hi everyone, can you hear me? Yes. Hi. I was just. I just wanted to speak on. I also was a previous recipient, and um, I definitely agree with everything. Um, the two previous speakers had spoke about, I really enjoyed how Mitchell was talking about just like the networking and connecting. Um, I know for me personally, my sister also is able to be a recipient. So I think being able to like share that with her and bring her kind of into the ACB community and the membership of ACB. I think that was a huge part. And that's something that I definitely would not have received without obviously being a scholarship recipient, but also just in, um, being able to attend the conference Um I wasn't at the conference last year, but I know me and my sister participate in a lot of virtual events that ACB provided, being like members, being a part of ACB students and just being kind of like in the ACB world. I know every time I get an email from ACB, I'm like, oh, what's going on? And trying to just stay connected with everyone. And just (coughs) now being on this call, I see so many like familiar faces and familiar names. And I think that's something that's really nice, obviously being in a community um, with the blind and just being able to have those connections. And that's something that I don't think I would have been able to get without my membership in ACB and attending the conference. And just, it was a quick little, like a whim thing, applying for the scholarship a few years back. And it really, truly changed and affected kind of where I am today. And the sense of learning how to like advocate for myself and being at the conference in general.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm really excited that you could join and I'm glad you've been involved in doing stuff. I've seen your, you've been around for a little while. So it's <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Sasha. I appreciate it. Thanks.
11: Yeah. Kevin? Hi, can
2: you hear me? Yep.
11: Um. So first of all, um, thank you very much for uh, this this Zoom call. Um, it's it's very helpful, and I feel like it's a good addition to the uh, to the process. Um, so I was a scholarship winner last year, um, and I found the process overall to be very uh, smooth. I guess the application itself was was pretty clear, um, and actually enjoyed the interview. Um, and yeah, just to touch on the convention part, the uh, recording the uh, kind of piece to go out on the ACB radio, and the convention was uh, was pretty fun. I felt like a movie star for a few minutes.
12: Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah,
11: yeah so, <laughs> uh, showing family and friends. That was that was that was a fun experience. Um, and the fact that the scholarship goes directly to uh, the student is is very helpful uh, because it kind of you know dealing with financial aid uh, already being received and schools and, and kind of student accounts, it could be complicated. So I feel like it's a, it's a really good opportunity. Um, just if I could share a word of advice for people applying for the first time or applying again, um, I would say that a, a a good thing to do is to try to paint a picture of yourself, um, versus just listing what you've accomplished. So that, that's kind of my philosophy. So like describing what I've done and kind of trying to connect things together. Um, To create like a as as complete of a picture as you can, um, with words. I like that.
4: Yeah, thank you. That's a beautiful, yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. You know, and it's so cool to listen to some of these voices that we interviewed last year. So yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) It's so awesome. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Well,
2: I hope all of our potential applicants are getting excited because it's it is a really it's a great program. We're so happy to be able to offer it. We appreciate all the donors and individuals and, you know, organizations that have made the program possible um, to help, you know, to help blind and visually impaired students. Um, it's just a, it's one of the great things that, one of the many great things that ACB does, um, you know, where it just directly touches, um, you know, our our students. So we're we're just really excited to be able to be a part of the program and we're
3: glad you all are a part of it as well Rebecca yes if if I could uh we've got people here that I haven't seen throughout our community events and yes, I was wondering please. if I could just share just a quick two-minute spot yes. <laughs> do we have any other
2: do we, we do we have any other hands raised before you do that no 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 okay then you're on right. just raised his hand.
0: Yeah.
5: Oh. Tom, just okay. Where did he go?
2: We'll get to Tom and then we'll get to Cindy. Oh,
4: no, 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 just a second. It's okay. I got him, didn't it? Yeah, oh hey, hi Tom. Um,
10: so if you're a member of a state council, a state chapter of the ACB, so for instance, I'm part of the Bay state council for the blind. Does that count as me being an ACB member? Sure does. Yes,
2: it sure does.
10: Okay, that's what I thought. Sure does. Thank you.
2: You can check that one off. You're
3: there. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. All right. Take it away, Cindy. Okay. So um some of you may know, but many of you may not. We have been doing community calls like this one since March 16th of last year. Well, actually March 17th was our first one. So, for nearly uh, 11 months, I can't believe it, and we started off with two in one week, and we have grown now to over 80 in a week. And they range from technology calls to, uh, like tonight, there was one about the kindle Uh, there was also one just the technology learning lab we um, have calls around health and wellness so five days a week leslie spoon uh, does yoga resistance two days of each of those and happy hour cardio on fridays Mm -hmm. we've been doing line dancing on friday nights we do karaoke on saturday nights for fun we have a game night on friday nights And there are some book chats, and uh, so some are social, some are topic driven, some are peer support, and anyone can facilitate a call. So if there's an area that you're interested in, and say, for example, if you wanted to maybe get together with other students, you absolutely could facilitate a call and appear support call or a discussion topic discussion call around something of your interest. So anyway, if you would like to receive an email each morning in your inbox that gives you that day's schedule, and then I also send out a weekly schedule over the weekend for the next Sunday through Saturday week, um, but the daily schedule is the most updated obviously, so, uh, but you can send me an email at community at acb.org and I will subscribe you. So it's pretty easy. would love to hear from you. Thank you, Cindy. These, these community <laughs> events, I mean,
2: honestly, there is something for everyone yep. in, and, in, in this community and what what has been done is incredible. I mean, there's, I feel like we in ACB are almost more connected now that we're all virtual, Um, than, than before, it's just incredible what, what has been accomplished and all the different people we have, you know, new faces and so many, you know, new people have, have joined and, and jumped in and been just active participants. Um, it's been really, really awesome. So I would definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, because you will definitely, if you look on that schedule, it is jam packed, but there, I mean, we do. Everything from, like, Friday night, game night to, I mean, my gosh, it's, the
3: list is on and on. You know, so, one of the things that I, so I fun. like tomorrow, we have every Friday at 3 o'clock, there's an app, a certified Apple teacher who is blind, and he comes on with his team. His name is Matt Volbrecht, and he does uh, all things Apple, so uh, he might talk about an app. Or he might talk about some other built-in feature of uh, the iPhone. And he's going to be covering it in, a, in another month or so. Uh, I think he's doing a four-week session around the um, Mac computer. So anyway. you know,
0: Can yeah. I say something?
3: This is the host. Yes, please.
0: I facilitate a call on Friday and the first time I facilitated the call right away, I called Cindy. This is not for me. Well, she had encouraged me to be stretched, so I've been stretched, and I'm keeping with it. I was able to encourage someone else yesterday to who was didn't feel comfortable about doing something, and I just told her it'll be good for you. You'll you'll be stretched, and you'll, you'll feel good. So
3: I was able to. What Cindy told me, gee, I was. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's kind of exercise, right? Stretching ourselves. <laughs>
5: yeah. uh, I'm a new facilitator as well, and it is a little. Uh, Daunting, but it's a good thing. And what is, I think the best part about all of this is that it's blind people teaching and assisting and caring for other blind people. And that is really special. Um, So if any of you have a little corner of expertise about something um, you can facilitate, you might be on a community call for three months and then decide, you know what? It's time to do something. So um it's all free and um nobody's checking attendance. Uh Cindy is for the numbers, right? <laughs> 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 she's gotta do that, but she's not looking to we're see not each. checking
3: IDs at the door. We're not. That's right, that's right. <laughs> we're that's right. Not. you know yeah. the other the other area we have is crafts. I mean, there's like this whole oh, crafting goodness. kingdom yes. that have yes. gone crazy. Yeah. So if you want to learn to crochet, knit, um Absolutely. and yeah. Just so many other crafts. So anyway, it's and somebody started teaching guitar. So yeah. we're doing all of this via Zoom, free of charge. And you can get an email in your inbox. So just send me an email at community
4: at And I have to say, I, was, I had lunch with sighted friends today. And they said to me, you know what? This is the only organization and community that offers this service absolutely and i was like wow i hadn't thought about it that way but you're right it's true. It's true. i was
0: on a call last night nothing to do with acb it was an alliance thing and and it, i i was the host and one of the guys that was on it is he's not blind but 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 he's going how does a blind girl be a host tell there's, there's a hand. Tell tells her hand raised he thought it was his wife doing that it's like no oh, no no it's me Right, right.
5: Yes. That that brings a point that that people learn skills on these calls that then you can use um, in in your family and in your community. Outside of the blindness community. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Great. Well again, I am so
2: we are so excited to to have you all join us uh this evening thank you to our previous recipients who joined thank you to our committee members scholarship committee members thank you to nancy becker and cindy who and danette for just being here and being awesome um and thank you to all of you the our potential applicants are some of our new applicants new faces new names um, we're so excited to be able to offer the program and offer scholarships we're excited we hope that you are able to submit your application. We look forward to getting to know each of you, learning a little more about you, and in the coming months. So, uh, you know, thank you again for for joining us tonight, and we hope everyone has a great evening and a great weekend.